0: And we're back.
1: And we're back. That's right.
0: Sorry for the hiatus. Our uh, producers, they were unimpressed with the first uh, premiere. Uh, <laughs> that's that's we right. Did, we did the rookie thing where we talked uh, politics and religion, and they didn't like that, so they had to take yep. some time and set us straight, you know. They didn't like yep. Paul's angry rant about uh, the Robotican <laughs> Party, especially his comments about uh, Obamacus Prime. That's and, right. Uh, <laughs> And of course my uh tirade against the cult of Mac and that particular church. So Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so we're back. Uh I first I should probably, besides the foolishness, congratulate you on uh baby Amelia.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. I appreciate so that. You were, were finding, busy.
1: Yes. Yeah, we were certainly busy. Um <laughs>
0: The last show, uh, you made a comment about uh, making sure your iPhone was working properly to get calls from your wife, and that's right. That's this right. show that was not needed anymore because you have delivered said baby. That's that's true. Actually,
1: I um, I waited quite a few iOS betas before installing it on my on my day to day carry phone. <laughs> um, I think it was well, I I had literally downloaded the beta five the day that the beta six came out. Um, and so I hadn't installed it yet. So beta six was the first one that I installed. And then that was the last beta prior to them just recently releasing the, the golden master as they call it, which I still think deserves some kind of an Eddie Murphy movie to be made.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want the knife, please. Okay, <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> That is on Netflix. I recently uh, was looking at the uh, Netflix and uh, saw that movie pop up in my feed and I was like, why, yes, I do like that movie. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. Sweet. Sweet.
0: Yeah. yeah hiatus time uh, after the first uh, show. That was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could have a baby and I a could great, uh, 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 go visit the States.
1: That's right. It's a great way to, uh, you know, spur ongoing sponsor or uh subscription to the uh to the podcast and also for people to really want to sponsor you like don't worry you pay per show so we we won't invoice you till like 2016
0: yes (laughs) i think that is what the biggest complaint i i kept getting from the previous uh episode was uh boy we sure would like you guys to have more sponsors (laughs) please tell me what i should buy
1: you know what we want to we want to interrupt all of your riveting content with uh a sponsorship (laughs) from audible uh or maybe squarespace
0: riveting content (laughs) what other podcasts do you do besides this one (laughs) that's right that's right at this time none (laughs) (laughs) but i'm open
1: right right But I have, you know, copious free time with a two-year-old and a two-month-old that I'm chasing around now. So actually, there's there is a a decent amount of free time after, say, nine o'clock and at night when everybody's in bed.
0: (laughs) We we should definitely do that with this show. Or we should. Carry on the Hollywood tradition of late night and pretend that this show is recorded at some other time instead of late night. You know,
2: like, (laughs) (laughs) it's still bright
0: here because it's actually 10 (laughs) a.m. This is the breakfast show. (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) It's a podcast, it gets released whenever. So, yeah, true. You can listen to it at midnight. That's probably the best time to listen to it, actually. (laughs) If you're exhausted uh, and uh, you've had a few drinks, Montreal sauce.
0: (laughs) Right. You can listen to it after midnight, but for heaven's sake, don't you dare feed it water. (laughs) I don't know.
1: We've we've worked in quite a few references already. I'm gonna have a, a harder time, I suspect, with the um, the show notes this time around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice, yeah. We've got that's... a link
1: already to uh, to Gremlins, um, to that Eddie Murphy movie, uh, several others. So should be should be fun.
0: No, but the last show was like over an hour, so we make this show say eight minutes. Oh, <laughs> with yeah. the same there amount of content,
1: there you go. <laughs> Boosh. And now there's a uh, Adult Swim reference.
0: Oh no, you're right. Oh, there you go. Uh, speaking oh, of media, good. back in August, I will go right into something. Uh, back okay. in August, because that was that's timely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a link uh, from Slash Film, the website, and they said there was already. I think the number was 22 or 24 films announced for 2015 and they were like really? Hey, look at that and of course there was that many announced because they are all based on previous content in other words sequels <laughs> or like there's one or two based on a yes. video game sure or a book but sure so all the films in 2015 except for like two they said were actual original movies. The others were all like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to make another one because the last one made so much money.
1: Right, exactly. So let's go through that list now. Uh, there's going <laughs> to be uh, another Avengers probably in 2015. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's going to be a Star Wars movie. Um, there's probably a third Star Trek, right? Um, although I don't know if that's 15 or 16.
0: <laughs> um, They're doing like uh, Finding Dory. Which is like finding Nemo. <laughs> yep. For real.
2: I that's that right. Was that's kind right. Of
0: funny. Um and I think though one of Oh, I was like, that's original, but oh no, it's not. They're making a movie based on that uh video game Assassin's Creed.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yep, there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a it was an interesting list and I just thought you know, Hollywood is still in like um Let's play it safe mode because of uh the market crash and everything and it's uh it's too bad, I think. But at the same time, um I feel like we're at an interesting time because you'll know despite the issues with uh you know, iTunes paying artists like royalties that are like <laughs> decimals of pennies and whatnot. <laughs> um We still do have, like, I feel like a lot more exposure to music these days because of the internet. And I think that the same is true for film, you know? I mean, you might not get that, like, super awesome movie release uh, in the theater, but there's definitely some great short stuff out there and some full length stuff if you look for it. Yeah. So, and Netflix has been, you know, not plugging them again, but you can watch some crazy stuff out on Netflix. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I think and I there's a lot
1: of- more there's a lot more outlets like um, you know like Hulu as well, but then there's also a lot of there's just so much more um in the way of like specialty cable like independent film channel and things like that where um there's a ton of content out there that you can find i think um the problem that we're still having is the discovery phase of it like unless I already know what I'm looking for, how where do I go to get it? Beside um, from the Pirate Bay or, you know, things like that. So I, there's probably tons and tons of good places to go that aren't just YouTube and Hulu and Netflix. Um, but knowing where they are and and how to find them is kind of like, a you got to be in the know. It's almost like, you know, Usenet, <laughs> you, right. You have to be in there, and then once you're there, it's like, oh, everything is here. Um, but I'm not going to tell anybody.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. Because <laughs> then it won't exist. It's right. really bizarre. It's like the exactly. opposite right. of how it should be.
1: So, yeah, I agree. So uh, so we're both now running Skype over Tor, um, <laughs> primarily um, so that the NSA can't listen in on this incredibly valuable uh conversation that we have every, every three months.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: That makes it more suspicious. The playoff beards and it's only
1: every three months. Right, exactly. Well obviously I'm now engaged in con conversations with a foreigner, so uh,
2: <laughs> that's right, I'm a resident it's now.
1: Really that's really makes things more complicated for me. That's a it's a risk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And probably for you as well. I mean, I don't know if they can actually listen to this podcast in Canada because you have an American on it. Uh I don't know what the what the rules are. I think as long as we have equal time, it it's fine.
0: <laughs> That's right. And whenever you like talk too much, like it's just like the Canadian uh version of the podcast is just overdubbed with me going Doo, do 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 <laughs> <laughs> twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of which, I just uh, saw a great uh, documentary called uh, Terms and Conditions May Apply and it uh, I posted it on uh, my blog um the trailer for it, but uh, it's actually cuz you want to drive um it's playing in <laughs> it's playing in 3 Rivers uh, like the 17th of September coming up um Oh, okay. Cool. And uh, for folks in Canada who are listening, yeah, right, um, <laughs> it's uh, in Vancouver that around the same time. So it's making the uh, circuit and um, yeah, it was really good uh, talking about, uh, you know, the ominous uh, terms and conditions that you're about to get when uh, iOS 7 comes out on September 18th. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the new yeah. agreement you'll have to sign in iTunes and it's right. very good and it touched on some of the surveillance things that the nsa does and it was really scary i mean they talked to you know people who tweeted silly things that got arrested you know <laughs> so right right um yeah yeah like a little boy said something it was in the news i mean a lot you know it's a documentary so it's not sure incredibly timely but some little boy who said something like when um uh, when osama was found or whatever they said you know you better watch out. This little boy said, oh, I hope Obama better watch out because Osama's been found. Because then he thought there'd be oh, retaliation sure. against right, Obama. Right, right, And they didn't read Which it that is, way. Uh, yeah. They read yeah. it as a threat, and then they found out it's like a 13-year-old kid who owns this account. And
1: <laughs> Right, right. Yeah.
0: Some scary things happen just because they can monitor a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. They monitor it, and yet... It's one of those things where it's like they would ha- a they would have to monitor everything to have enough context to know what's really a threat and what's not really a threat. So like in that case, you would have to know who that person is and not just take it as anonymous person on the internet is threatening retaliation. Um, but then on top of that, you you only want you want some level of monitoring that's reasonable of public things, right? so that right. you can kind of see and predict things. But I certainly don't want them listening to my phone calls or knowing you know, the entire contents of my address book on my phone.
0: Which is um, exactly how they weed out what's a threat and what's not, though. Like you said, right. you kind of have yeah, to capture exactly. all the data to figure it out. Yeah. So, And there's a yeah. big center in Utah that does that, I guess. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, there's... Yeah. It's... Already so many things came to light about, you know, the kinds of access that these that these people have into AT&T's data centers and Verizon data centers and all of that. Like, they can pretty much patch in whatever they want, wherever they want, if they have any—I mean, the things that have really come to light is is that they don't even need reasonable cause to do it. They just can do it of their own accord, so—
0: Right. They don't need a warrant. They can just, they've at this point bullied AT&T and Verizon and these providers to the point where they're like, we'll just give you the records. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh, telephone call. Oh, there we go. Good sound effects. (laughs) Wow, it stopped. That was quick.
2: Yeah.
1: And then there'll be like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll overdub some like, hello? Something like some kind of Actually, I was just thinking there was
0: only one ring. It's probably the NSA going, shut up. (laughs) We know who you are. We know know
1: who you are. We know where you move to.
0: It's interesting because I watched that movie, Terms and Conditions May Apply, and then I stumbled onto this uh, blog post that someone had posted um, about the uh, Corporate Fraud and Abuse Act. The, mm-hmm. uh, CFA, a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that was made in, um, did I say corporate? I meant computer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. That was made in 1986. And the interesting thing about that act is that it was made in 1986 when you were using your 300 baud modem to dial into a bulletin board service, which was just a server. And sure. you had to have a username and a password. You had to have exclusive access. Someone had to give you access to dial into that computer. makes perfect sense because the internet didn't exist. Right. That law is still in effect. So I posted this video that was connected to that blog, which is if you watch this video, you're breaking the law. Because I have not (laughs) given you exclusive access to watch this video. I haven't given you exclusive access to go to a particular page on sickdays.com right I haven't exclusively given you a username and password which is what the law says so you're breaking the law and this is how um so now you have the nsa who doesn't care about the law and then the laws don't really protect you because this is how they get some people um that they right. don't like right they just use this yeah. law so you don't have access like uh it was what like two years ago when uh the whole apple which was really AT&T like iPad gaffe where a bunch of usernames were brought to light by a hacker because all he did was like change a digit in the, like his AT&T user ID page and then he was in a new user's page
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um it was like a big story like in 2012 i think and uh that's how they went the FBI went to his home confiscated his computers arrested him all under this law because <laughs> he didn't have access to that page even though he did have a username and password. Kind of interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, it reminds me of, um, you know, I have a couple of friends who are uh, police officers, and uh, just in talking to them, you you kind of get the impression that if they really feel like you have done something wrong and they know the laws, the laws are tools in their tool belt and um they probably have one that fits the behavior that you're exhibiting at any given time unless you are squeaky squeaky clean like if you if a if a police officer has pulled you over um the only thing that you have is your demeanor to protect you from a ticket or an arrest um and that's where you get into things like um you know the problems that we have the problems that we have, I think, significantly in the United States with, um, you know, race and law enforcement and things like that, because, you know, once you've got something that 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 police officer may it may even be something that's totally in the back of their mind. But if they think that you've done something wrong and then he walks up and he's already got some kind of a prejudiced opinion of you based on the color of your skin, the way that you turned your head, whatever it is um, there, the laws Aren't protecting you at that point. They're helping that police officer do the thing that he feels like he has to do or he's supposed to do. Or in some cases, they even protect him um, from, you know, if he does the thing, does things that he's not supposed to do, he can still get away with it, right? Because unless we have that same surveillance going in reverse, um, there's really not that much protecting us from then the the enforcement. This has kind of turned into like the <laughs> no agenda conservative podcast, I think, at this point. But <laughs> nice. it's it's interesting. It's it is it really is um I mean I don't want to say it's completely turned into a surveillance state. I don't feel like my government is out to get me specifically, but um they've been given an awful lot of power in the light of uh what the thing we 're supposed to be remembering today it's nine right. eleven and uh you just kind of have to look around and say if i 'm supposed to remember nine eleven because of all of the <laughs> all of the liberties that i've lost over the last twelve years i don't think we're remembering the right thing at That's, this point
0: yeah it's true it's uh yeah it's not necessarily a surveillance state, but it 's um I think um, one of the things that uh, they mentioned in that documentary is uh, you have to understand. At this, I think it was Moby, actually the artist, <laughs> who said uh, something uh, similar to the fact that you have to understand that anything you now digital, digital digitize, yeah, anything you digitize these days, digitalize. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Anything you digitize these days is no longer private. Period. Like, right. You're just right. not going to be able to keep that private. So you have to right. think about that. And so I'm not necessarily saying like it is scary the amount of power that they currently have, but um I don't know. I think uh, some of it falls like in the user's hands as well. <laughs> like I can't believe like why anyone would want to get on Foursquare and say. Hey, by the way, I went to visit Chris in Canada, which yeah, is another yeah. way to say, hey, my house is empty right now. Right, you know, like, <laughs> right exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. You're right. We've uh, definitely got into some heady stuff here. It's time to uh, move away from that, perhaps. I, I thought of a great <laughs> game that we could play, actually, okay. when, when I went back oh. to the States. Yeah. I Perfect. We, we could play because uh, I. Um, you and I, um, I think, are in similar situations. We can play, how Dutch is your mom? Yeah. <laughs> I thought to be completely offensive, uh, I could play off of a stereotype that Dutch people are cheap because our four <laughs> listeners are very, you know, they're very mature. They understand that people are individuals yep. and not yep. to be judged by silly stereotypes. But I'm going to perpetuate right. it and keep going.
1: Okay, so, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> and And, you know... You know, if for you're, the record, I am uh I am uh identify myself as a Dutch American. So, um I don't find this offensive at all, and oh, I think good. that makes it okay.
0: Right. And I also think, you know, another point that could be taken is that our mothers both probably married someone with a Dutch last name and aren't exactly Dutch, but uh <laughs> I was just wondering like uh I had an event happen to me recently and so I just wondered if you could recall A situation where it doesn't have to be a negative connotation. Perhaps your mother saved some money so you could uh, buy that uh, Optimus Prime you wanted or something. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But can you think of a great situation where your mother did something very Dutch? A
1: situation where my mother did something very Dutch.
0: A situation where your mother was very cheap. (laughs)
1: right right this is what that translates to um i'm trying to think i remember um i remember we did have a stint for a while where uh we routinely got all of our groceries at aldi which is the like super bargain not yeah you know it's it's uh, like you,
0: you can't even get bags there you gotta bring your own or you pay for the bags
1: yeah you either pay for the bags or you bring your own and when you check out they don't help you bag anything it's just like they just kind <laughs> of like, shuffle you along like I hope you're catching this stuff because I'm literally going to throw it on the floor if you don't start catching it so, right
0: Yeah. yes um, I put you on the spot uh, it was unfair advantage because I already had my story so okay I should, right. have, I should have sent you a warning email
1: no, that's okay. Which would have
0: been really awesome. Be like, hey, Paul, <laughs> just for the show, you need to know something. How Dutch was your mom? How Dutch um, was your mom? <laughs> well, I was staying. I'll come
1: with up with something amazing probably before next week. So well, i awesome. about it. Yeah. Excellent.
0: Well, then we won't play. Um, I don't like losing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I was staying uh, with my mom. Uh This summer in July, when I went back to the states uh, uh you can those of you listening uh which means paul uh you can turn off your imagination for a second and just listen to the story don 't imagine it that 's a bad idea because i 'm about to go into the shower um so I, I go into the shower, and the first thing that sticks out to me when i 'm staying in the states is that 's a very bright orange sticker, so I noticed that my mom had purchased. Shampoo on clearance. I thought, that's very, very, very uh, costly-minded of my mother. And then all of a sudden, my mind opened up and pulled out this horrible memory that I had (laughs) stuffed back there so that I would never remember. And I was just, you know, standing there shaking. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) It was when I was in my late teens, like 14, 15, 16... Uh, I think I was still in school. My mother went to an estate sale. And an estate sale, I naturally assume, is when someone dies and they don't know what to do with their thing, so they sell them. Uh, And my mother comes home with a bedroom set, and she says, you know, this is your new bedroom set. Here is this awesome dresser and headboard, uh, mattress, and box spring. (laughs) And my brain says presumably someone died yes perhaps they died in this very bed i'm about to sleep in <laughs> that made me kind of nervous it was lovely i mean white pine looked very masculine uh and so i was like uh huh so after a, a sleepless night of a ghost of a dead man stealing my covers uh <laughs> i go into the shower and in the shower there is something i've not yet seen before It's not new, it's used, but I've never seen it in my shower before. It's a bottle of Head and Shoulders with a little white sticker on it that has 50 cents written on it. My mother had bought a dead man's used bottle of shampoo at an estate sale. And I was like, holy cow, like that's really weird to me. So that's how Dutch my mom is.
1: Okay. (laughs) There you go. (laughs)
0: take that nsa there you go that's right now the nsa is clearly this man is a threat (laughs) yes they're like his mother's a threat because she obviously doesn't own any technology we can use to spy on her it's too costly (laughs) right exactly (laughs) (laughs) we
1: we don't have a way to To tap that phone, it still uses sparks when she dials it.
0: So (laughs) it just doesn't. (laughs) Nice. There you go. Very good. I was trying to listen to last week's show to see if we forgot something, and uh, we hadn't (laughs) because we spoke for an hour. (laughs) That's right. We even got to the point where I mentioned uh, how I would like to try the Mbutu mobile OS Oh, that's right. And then I found out recently there is also a Firefox mobile OS.
1: Yes. Yes, both of these things exist.
0: Yeah, I haven't tried Um, that one either.
1: Now, if I remember right, um, Canonical, uh, the Ubuntu group, was trying to raise money. They were trying to do a Kickstarter-like thing to actually uh, build a phone, if I remember right. I think it was build actual hardware phone to run the ubuntu os on so you have like you know the ubuntu experience or whatever
0: phone i I think you're right because um i do recall when i was looking at the the page their idea was uh futuristic like star trek to the point where you're gonna take your phone as now your computer so you're going to buy the hardware from us, stick it into a dock, and now it connects to a monitor, and you're just using the same machine you've had all day. Sure, sure. So, yeah, you're probably right about that.
1: that which, I, you know, I think that's an, a pretty interesting concept. I don't think today's phones have really that level of horsepower yet, unless you want to have a very, like, Pentium two level experience of... <laughs> <laughs> of computing again um, but uh, but I don't think it will be long. I mean if you look at if you look at the processing power in an iPad, for example, and the number of pixels that a retina iPad has to push, I mean it's it's creating more pixels to do that to run that display than your HDTV is so it's it's a pretty powerful machine in its own right. but I don't know that if you were trying to do a full, you know, multitasking Linux operating desktop operating system on it that it that it would really stand up to that kind of a beating.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think what's interesting about the concept to carry us back to what we were trying to get away from uh
2: <laughs> is uh
0: if you did have one singular device it's a little more um I would say not much better, I guess, but it would probably be a little more helpful when it came to your pi- privacy because, mm-hmm. uh, you're not doing a lot of cloud services to change that sure. information between gadgets. But, uh, sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I think there's, um, <clears throat> there, there's kind of a tick tock in the computer industry in that sense. Like, uh, it all started with the, you know, really, really giant servers and really dumb terminals. Like you're teletyping into this computer that, Might even be, you know, tens, hundreds of miles away, and it's like teletyping you the results of your program that you wrote. And then eventually you get the PC, which is a lot of smarts in one thing, and at least at first, didn't even really have a lot of networking, so it was doing all the computation, obviously, locally. And then the internet takes off and now you have a lot of cloud services and cloud apps and you can store things there and you can do, you can run programs that effectively, you know, yes, there's smarts that are being downloaded into your computer, into the browser. Like when you're using Google apps, there's a lot of code that's running on your computer specifically, but there's also a lot that's happening on the server side to make that whole thing possible. Um, And then I think the question right now is, is it going to become even more and more cloud-focused where so much more of that computing ends up being ends up happening on other servers um, and you can get away with something that's a low-power mobile device? Or did the mobile devices just get, you know, does Moore's Law kick in for those mobile devices too and you end up with um, not needing true desktop computers because your phone can just do it? already. I mean, you can edit video on your phone, right? You can edit audio and, and do a lot of Photoshoppy type things on your phone already. So I think it's probably not an either or, it's probably mm-hmm. a both and kind of thing that's going to happen. But um, it's interesting to see the, the concept of like, am I just going to keep storing everything at home? Am I going to get like a transporter so that I can have access to it from the cloud, but it still stays at home on my hard drive that I physically own? Or are we all just going to start using giant clusters of hard drives that live somewhere in Amazon, in Amazon's data center to store everything?
0: (laughs) Good, good quick uh, fix there. You know? Yeah. (laughs) I just had the image of, uh, you know, hard drives swinging on vines in the Amazon. (laughs) yeah there you go i'm headed to michigan i have his report (laughs) yes uh (laughs) because hard drives are very articulate in the amazon Um. (laughs) (laughs) yes they are that's right yes i was uh, thinking
1: it was more of a planet of the apes thing like it was a a monkey was holding the hard drive and swinging but communicating in english with other monkeys (laughs) <laughs> prior to deciding to bury the Statue of Liberty and take over the planet.
0: That's true. I mean, the Klingons do often communicate in English uh, with each other just to practice the language.
1: <laughs> yes, that's true. We, just we watched,
0: are Klingons! We just watched uh, Star Trek 3, and I was trying to figure that out. <laughs>
1: that that one is... Um, I For some reason, I think... Uh, well, I think my daughter Evelyn got into my um, Star Trek Blu-rays and Star Trek three is the only one that I can't find. So I've managed to, I think I mentioned last time I was ripping right. all of my Blu-rays into my computer. That's the only one I haven't ripped because I still haven't found the, where the actual disc is, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is starting to uh, aggravate me because I want to watch, I want to watch it not because it's a particularly great movie, um, but I love how Christopher Lloyd plays right. basically the whole thing. It's just, uh, he does a good job of being a Klingon, but being the only Christopher Lloyd Klingon that you can possibly imagine. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just no way, there's no way you're going to watch it and not think, yep, that's the doc.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Right>. You know? <laughs>
0: That's good. Now I, I need to find that Blu ray as well. Then I can do a mashup of uh, Doc Brown and his character in Star <laughs> Trek 3. That would be awesome. Marty, give me the Genesis Project. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> I want its secrets.
2: <laughs> Marty! <laughs> Get out of there! <laughs> What 1.21
0: gigawatts <laughs> that's right it's the flux capacitor that's the <laughs> secret it's to the Genesis forward. Torpedo <laughs>
1: that's right <laughs> that's how you oh, terraform this mashup has to happen now <laughs>
0: <laughs> yay I'm glad I'm still unemployed <laughs> just gotta take the bottles back to buy that Star Trek 3 and we're all set
1: <laughs> there you go there you go. If I find my Blu-ray, I'll send it your way. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's region coded so that you can play it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I believe we're in the same region. Oh, that works. That works. North America is all considered...
0: I think so. I'm non- not entirely certain,
1: but I think so. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Yes.
0: It's good to be right.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: Yes, it's part of a grueling... Um, because I'm a child of the eighties and it's an eighties film, whether anybody wants to believe it or not, uh, this has all <laughs> been a grueling, um, sort of, uh, journey just so we could get to star Trek four, because that's my, one of my favorites. Cause it is like an eighties film. It's such a comedy. Yeah, it is. It really is. So, and I wanted my wife to watch that, but she's real big on, I got to see the first one. I want to know because she fears that there might oh, be some man. continuing storyline. Which in four there sure. really is. So there, there is. Yeah. But we watched. You could, did you watch the motion picture? <laughs> yeah, we watched that, oh, and she was like, "Gosh." Uh, and then I was watching it, going, "I didn't remember anything." And I was, yeah. I mean, I remembered V'ger a little bit and some sure. stuff going on, but man, I mean, <clears throat> it's one of those things when you watch a movie from a different decade. Uh, even the trailers, as I noted recently, um, on my blog, like they're all, it's a different pacing and the motion picture is like somebody basically, I mean, I love Star Trek. I'm not, <laughs> I'm just a bad person. Let's just call it that. Uh, I just talked bad about everything. Um, should be a critic. Uh, so, but the, uh, motion picture, Star Trek, the motion picture, it's like somebody watched 2010 and said, you know, what was great and why everyone loves that. Star- is it 2001? 2010? 2001. 2001, A Space Odyssey. Wow, I'm yes. awful. Yes. They watched that film and they said, you know why everyone loves this film? It's because of the first 30 minutes, absolutely nothing happens except space stuff. No dialogue, right. nothing.
2: <laughs> right. Let's exactly. Let's do
0: that with Star Trek The Motion Picture. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think, like, had I been some sort of illegal drug user, like, or Shrooms or something, that would probably have been the best movie ever, because there's so many long sequences of, hey, let's go into Warp Drive. Okay, let's do this beautiful star painting. and Yeah, boom. yeah. And, I mean, honestly, watching it, I was like these visuals still stand up today like they did a great job with the visuals in fact star trek 3 which we just watched uh christopher lloyd blows away <laughs> one of his compatriots and it was pretty bad yes compared to the first movie which was made in the 70s it was so i mean they looked good there was just way too many of them He'd right. like turn on the front viewer spock and he turns it on and then we watch it for four minutes and i'm like what's happening I don't see V'ger. Does anyone else? We don't need to look at this anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So do you know the, do you know the history behind the motion picture? I as a Star Trek nerd, know way too much history behind it. Excellent. Yeah. I'm not Uh, sure. It was the script for it was originally intended to be a pilot episode for a new series of Star Trek.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um they were going to call I think at one time they were going to call it Star Trek Phase 2 or they were just going to call it Star Trek 2 or something along those lines. And so this uh this script had kind of come into uh come into being and then they looked at it and they looked at um well, I think really what happened was Star Wars came out and it was huge, um, and they were like, "Okay, Star Trek is capable of with its with the cast that we have and and with the fandom that we have, Star Trek is capable of being a huge like motion picture event. So let's take this, um, you know, TV quality and frankly TV length script." Uh, and find a way to turn it into a motion picture. um, and they, And they just didn't, you know, they didn't have enough. Uh, now, I think you could probably take the motion picture, and with all of the stuff that they added regarding dialogue and all of that stuff, you probably could take what they did, cut it to like an 80 or maybe 90-minute Movie and you'd probably have something that was paced right. Whether the material would work, I I'm still not really sure because it's it's still trying to be like really you know there's a lot of really open frames and there's a lot of really um, you know things where you're you're trying to they're giving you a really huge look like you said like they're they're trying to emulate the look and feel of two thousand and one but they're trying to compete oddly. With the pacing, I think, of Star, of Star Wars. Right. Um, and you can't do both because they're such different movies. Even though they're in the same, like, genre of science fiction, they're just wildly different. And so, I think it, it didn't find its feet because of, you know, a, a comedy of errors <laughs> <laughs> of all of those things. Like, you can't – you just can't do all of those things. A, if you're going to do a movie – write an actual movie script and don't just take something that was originally intended to be on TV and B, if you're going to pick, if you're going to compete with star Wars, compete with star Wars for what it is, uh, or take what star Wars is and turn it on its head in some way. Um, but don't try to make, uh, 2001 into star Wars. Cause that's never, that's just not going to work. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> right. <clears throat> Oh yeah and because I'm still vying for a job at Netflix from Canada somehow um hmm. I'll 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 say also I recently watched um The Captain's Close Up on Netflix. I believe they may have produced it. I what it what it really reeks of is that there is a documentary called The Captains where mm-hmm. Shatner goes and talks to all the various captains. And this seems like maybe, I, I didn't actually watch that one to be honest, but this seems like <laughs> maybe extra footage or he decided to do it again to, uh, to be on the shirt tails of that last, uh, great documentary they did. But regardless, uh, I honestly, like I wish, and I know he did for a time have a show on some network, but he's really good at interviewing people cause he's really sincere, you know? Okay. He, I really like it when Shatner sits down with someone because he he talks and he listens, and you don't find that with a lot of sort of people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so... I have not seen that one, but I did see The Captains, Um, and I would recommend watching it. Uh, And the reason I would recommend watching it The the one that you just mentioned sounds like it actually might be more interesting. But the reason I would recommend watching the captains is because he sits down at one point with uh, Avery Brooks, who plays Cisco. Yeah, he's not Space Nine. Yes, and the way that they cut that sequence together of the of this particular interview was I couldn't tell if um if Avery Brooks was like truly just nuts or if he was just pulling an epic troll fest on William Shatner during the whole interview. It was really, it was remarkably entertaining because Shatner handled it like an uber professional. Like it, he didn't, he wasn't flustered by it. He wasn't turned off by it, but it was, (laughs) you could tell he was kind of like, I really don't know what's happening, but I'm just going to go with this because this is going to make for some kind of interesting something video. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I only the only reason I watched the cl- the close-up special first was, uh, um, it's episodic for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. there's just an episode for each captain. So it was oh, like okay. Um, the wife and I were going to like do something in an hour and I was like, I didn't want to do anything until then. So I just popped it on and watched it and it was, I went right to Picard first (laughs) 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 and, uh, and then, um, that's a
1: great interview too. That's a fantastic interview.
0: Once I got done with that, uh, I think it might've only been like a half hour. I was like, I'm going to watch another one. And so I just kept going. Ended mm-hmm. up watching it all in the same day like a documentary, but it was I just thought it was I jumped to that one first because oh episodes, I can watch this as I go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they, they were some good interviews.
1: Yeah, I thought the one with uh Kate Mulgrew was pretty good too, because she's such a you get the sense that she's such a like truly trained um thespian from the way that just from how they talked about playing their roles and stuff like that, and that was uh, that was just an interesting interview to me because she she went pretty deep into like how she was getting into her character and and things along those lines. Hmm. And the setting, I think, the setting for all of the interviews was unique, so it was it was fun.
0: Yeah, I was I was gonna say funny. I was gonna say in this special, like the Kate Mulgrew interview was my least favorite. Oh, really? <laughs> Just because um, they came at it uh, sort of like a uh, uh, cliche, I think. Uh, it's kind of a problem when you uh, talk about how there are no strong female roles in Hollywood. Yes. yeah. And then you approach this interview with that in mind. It kind of bothered me like, well, you're a woman. How did you take being a captain? And so it got into this very big like, well, I have to do this because I have to, you know, my kids and my husband hate me, but I have to do this because I'm a woman. I have to show Hollywood, you know, like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It
0: sort of got that feel to it. And that sort of bothered me. I'm all for like equal casting and everything, but uh, I just don't think you're, you're helping the issue, you know, like. If a bunch of people in the world think that Dutch people are cheap, you certainly shouldn't joke about it because you're just perpetuating <laughs>
1: it. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I think I think my Dutch cheap story would have to do with um <laughs> using Listerine in place in in instead of other um hygiene products. Uh and then finding out that that's actually a very bad decision. You should probably just buy the other the other hygiene products. But um I think I'll save I'll save the rest of that. That's a good teaser. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or maybe I should never speak of that again. <laughs>
0: I know cuz now the audience is like, "So was he using it as a shampoo?" Uh, yeah. No, it wasn't me. It was my mom. So, yeah. 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 I know, I I realized that there are, like, three locations in which I could see time, and um, we're still, like, probably going longer than we should have because we are having fun. And, of course, the listeners, those four people are having fun as well, <laughs> except our mothers, <laughs> who are terribly insulted. Fun. Well, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe uh, maybe we should actually recommend that they not listen to the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. Although, I did have lots of family members listening to my previous podcast from this summer, but that was oh, yeah, all family yeah. members that listened to <laughs> hardly Ooh, right. anybody else listened to that, I think. And it's funny because uh, I decided since we were driving back to the States that... I would call my tour the Sexy Back Tour, so mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. So now the NSA has records of all my family listening to something called Sexy Back. So that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. Joke's on them. That's right. Yeah. The only other thing I could uh, really say is uh, I felt bad that... Uh, well, I felt bad. I felt bad for the four listeners who, when we signed off last time, that I gave my tent address and nobody knows what tent is <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to explain that
1: Yeah I still haven't actually signed up for it Good for you <laughs> I know what actually. it is I just haven't haven't gotten there I was like app.net tent is uh, app.net Yeah and then I didn't
0: move I on Find from there's there. definitely more Apple people on app.net
1: that is probably true.
0: Um, although it's, I do know, seem to have found a couple more Apple people on Tent. Uh, Tent is... Ah, that's funny. It's no longer yeah. called Tent is. Um, <laughs> Tent, oh, really? Tent.io is their official oh, webpage. Oh, Okay. And um, <clears throat> Tent is a... Um, oh, okay, I can do this. They're going to beat me up if I do it wrong. Uh <laughs> tent tent is uh because they're also listening (laughs) yeah (laughs) i did have one person on uh tent comment about our show and they were like are you guys gonna have guests they were like super excited and i was like oh cool wow yes do you want to be a guest show up tomorrow um make sure (laughs) you bring lots of money we'll
1: give you a call in three months because that's when we're gonna tape the next episode so
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you think of uh, Facebook and Twitter and you have all these social networks. Why do you need to go to Tent? And that's your prerogative. But uh, if I want to have a conversation with Paul on Facebook, we both have to be members. Same Mm -hmm. with Twitter. Um, But when you think about email, so you think like I'm going to send an email to Paul at his office. I can send email from my email address at sickdays.com to Paul's address at his office and he still gets it. We don't have to be on the same. He doesn't have to have an address at com. I don't have to have an address at his office. Yeah. And that's because there's, uh, yeah, I'm explaining this. The guy who does nothing. This is hilarious. Uh, that's because <laughs> there's a protocol that's working in the email programs, the SMTP, Simple Mail Transfer Protocol. Did I get to that right? <laughs> I, I think you're right. So uh, <laughs> this protocol is what uh, helps. Off, you offhand,
1: so- I actually don't know. But yes, it sounds 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 appropriate.
0: So that's how people can send uh, Gmail to a Hotmail and send uh, I don't know other email accounts. Yeah. I'm really bad Yahoo yeah. Mail to yeah. So that's why you can do that. And so Tent is not a social network, but instead a protocol. So. Uh, You can use a service that actually uses this protocol or if you have got an old computer, you can start your own little tent server just like you could start a mail server, totally advanced over your head. You you don't want to do that probably, but that's the idea behind it is that it's a protocol. So if Paul wants to send me a new picture of baby Amelia, he can send it through tent and I will get it because we are friends and that protocol knows that. But if Paul ever decided, hey, I'm done with tent or i'm done with the internet and i'm done with chris you know i don't know if gonna have access to that because it still his data you know it depends you know if you go to uh, a, okay it depends if you go to a service because you don't want to start your own server i don't know sure. you know they could be just like twitter or facebook and say oh yeah by the way those pictures are our pictures yeah, yeah, so, yeah so there is that danger but that's the interesting thing i think about tent is that it's more of a protocol and they're they just they're in an alpha and they just went from like point two to point three, and that pretty much <laughs> broke every app that there is.
1: <laughs> oh okay, sweet,
0: yeah, so people are still scrambling to uh, get that under control, but um there's some interesting there was like a project that was totally based on tent that was like a blogging platform. That you could install on your server. Oh, okay. uh, That's interesting. Uh, So then I could subscribe to it like an RSS feed and get your blog. Um, I think there's a new one called Diary, but anyway. So that's what Tent uh, is. And that's what I've been uh, kind of playing around with. Right now it's full of developers. So I say, oh, you should watch this funny video. And they're like, does anyone else know why this happens when I do this? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm an idiot. so yeah and so they what they've done uh to the creators of uh tent because it's open source what they've done to sort of uh separate identities is they've tent io is where you would get uh the server set up and everything if you're interested but uh cupcake dot is is their service <laughs> provider so if you wanted to join tent and check it out you go to cupcake.io or cupcake.is would probably work and you can sign up for free but I did this so long ago um, I I did it before they changed their name so anyway Hmm. so yeah it's interesting they to sort of get that service going they're now charging like five dollars I don't know if it's a month or what it is I should look but they say like every month you'll get a gig of data So they're saying if you start now, you know, by the end of the year, you'll have 12 gigs of uh, storage on our server as well. Kind of like AppNet just is like, hey, Mm -hmm. we do storage too. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So they're doing the same, but I think think it might be different because I think you'll have access to this data to use within the tent architecture. So Hmm. it's kind of interesting. I mean, they're just getting stuff straight with like markup language and things like that, but... Yeah. It's interesting that like you'll be able to post pictures. I think that's another thing that they're pay the $5 a month and you can share pictures, but if you don't, you can't do that or something, I don't know. Yeah. You can share a link, but I can't share like the actual picture, so
1: huh. Interesting.
2: This is what I, I know.
0: um I I was looking
1: into tent um back well, it's over a year ago now, but when there was the significant backlash to, um, you know, Twitter starting to lock down their API and sort of kicking out new clients and starting the whole token thing. And then everybody was like, ah, and then you've got app.net starts and tent, um, sort of, I don't know that they, either of them really started at that time. I think app.net existed prior to that, but it was kind of trying to pitch in a different direction. Um, they were trying to pitch the developer, hey, use our platform, it's a cloud service kind of a thing. And then when uh, people started going haywire over Twitter, (laughs) he was like, hey, we're going to launch this thing that's like Twitter that runs on our platform and you can (laughs) try it out for 50 bucks. Um, Which uh, is kind of genius in the, um, you know, make money to fund your service and get something built sense. Um, But that's also kind of why... I, I think that's part of why a lot of uh, Appleites, Cult of Mac folks, went that direction, too, is because they were like, hey, if I'm paying this guy, he can't take my stuff down. Right. Which is not exactly true. <laughs> um, but I looked at Tent at that time because I like the idea of solving it with a protocol rather than solving it with, here's another service and you could pay to run it, Um because you can, you know, you can get a free email account. You can also pay people for for an email account, like you said. Um, I think you and I probably both remember the battle days of the internet, where if you signed up with CompuServe, um, you had to know you could only send email, quote unquote, email to other CompuServe members, and they didn't have a friendly email address. It, they had like literally a phone number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um it looked like a phone number. It was like it was like their account number with CompuServe and you could send them a you could send them a message and then over time all of these like distributed ISPs like CompuServe and AOL um started getting with the program and offering like, hey, now you can actually surf the web. It's this crazy thing. Uh and you can also send real email at CompuServe.com dot com and get it from someone who's on AOL. So uh, it took it, even in that realm, it took a while for us to sort of break out of the walled garden service I signed up with and get our data back out. And it, you know, to go back to the whole Twitter thing, that felt like that feels like such, uh, I don't know if it was necessarily the irony that happened there, but part of the reason that it took off and that it was what it was, was because it had a nice open API and it had really great, cool, fun ways to get data into it. And it had uh really easy ways to get data out of it. Um, Using the using both their search API as well as just the regular JSON API that you could use since the beginning of time, like <laughs> at, <laughs> when it when it first started, their API that they had, you could use like HTTP basic authentication. The reason it's called basic authentication is because it's like the simplest possible thing that as a programmer you can implement to authenticate uh, and start sending data into Twitter. So it was super easy for developers to get on the bandwagon and use. And that's part of what made it take off. And now that that's not the core audience, you know, yeah, uh, you know, screw them. So, yeah, uh, we need to monetize this thing
2: with yeah. our IPO
1: and our other acronyms. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I kind of got Peter into. Old man. <laughs> I kind of got into a discussion with uh, someone, a uh, friend of mine, online, just because. I've mentioned uh that I thought it was interesting the announcement that uh, uh the announcement yesterday that the iphone five c comes in different colors, mm-hmm. oh and also there's a new connector, and I was like, well, that's interesting because, like Twitter you've got the iPhone where much of a success I think is in accessories like you 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 want to buy a new case? Here's a pink one. Well, now you don't need one because we've made a pink phone. Right. And, and uh, also, you've got this entire like accessory market of alarm clocks and boom boxes and things and, oh, those don't work anymore. And I yeah. was like, yeah. it seems like, to me, sort of like a Twitter kind of a situation. And My friend was like, no, no, no. Twitter yeah. like became Twitter because of those third-party developers and and the iPhone did not need the none of their success came from accessories. And I was like, I beg to differ, because if I go into Target and I'm just shopping and I see an entire wall full of iPod or Apple iPhone dis like sure. accessories, yeah. that's like free advertising for them, you know? Like sure. <clears throat> that's not Apple making that up in the Target. That's uh, you know yeah. free free advertising. Everyone's gonna question like, what's this iPhone? They have all these accessories? Yeah, yeah. But I don't and know, the, are they planning to do like license out the lightning connector to those people or not, I wonder.
1: That's uh that's a good question because they so they introduced the lightning connector um last year on the 5 and right. the, and the um uh they also put it on I think they put it on the iPod Touch and the iPad Mini and and the iPad at the same time. Um but there's still a huge market of thirty pin right thirty pin things out there and and I have to think that the reason that they're still making thirty pin things um and i I have yet to see a dock that has a lightning connector on it right except for ones where they do like a fancy um hey, take the lightning cord and like <laughs> pin it in here and <laughs> turn it on its side, and then it becomes a dock um. Yeah, I did just read a review recently of a dock that came out where um, it actually has a micro USB that plugs into um, their own version of a dock connector. So I do think that there are people, and there's certainly knockoff versions of, of the cable out there that you can buy <laughs> that are cheap. Um, but they tend to only work for charging and not for syncing because Apple is... Uh, you know, doing the whole DRM thing and putting chips in the cable so that you can only use them for certain things. So, um, I, I think they'll license it at some point, but I, you know, they haven't done it yet and it's been a year. So the, the thought that they might license it is, I think it's starting to get a little dimmer. Um, it seems like what Apple wants you to do as an accessory maker is uh, use Bluetooth or use one of the wireless protocols. Um, And now that said, iOS seven has a bunch of like game controller API stuff. Um, But I, I think even that is intended to run over Bluetooth. I don't think there's like a physical plug this in. Um, So they do make a lightning to 30 pin, uh, which I'm sure is just clumsy as hell. Um, <laughs> no, it's I'm like kidding. a six inch cable with a lightning connector on the end of it that like has this fat weird slot thing that sticks onto your onto your dock. I I have some th- th- uh, thirty pin docks around here, and I'll just never use them again before I buy that stupid cable. So um, the other thing, um, James at work. Hey, he uh, he actually bought a handful of um, made in China Bluetooth uh, Bluetooth receivers, Bluetooth audio receivers that have thirty pin dock connectors in them. So you can take an existing like on the shelf Bose I made for iPod dock and like just strap this little weird like square that doesn't look like anything onto it and it takes over the dot connector and turns it into a bluetooth receiver
0: Ooh, very cool
1: yeah so that's kind of a fun way to take advantage of it you still lose the charging like you still have to find some place to plug your phone in and charge it if you want to but right um but you still you get all the advantages of like the audio streaming and if you have it if you have that set up like your if your alarms go off they'll play over bluetooth and things like that too so that's kind of cool
0: that's interesting to me. It's like uh, I was thinking that was sort of the idea is that uh <clears throat> what I what I was thinking though is that, you know, those docks are amazing because you can plug it in and it works. So like your mom can take an iPhone, plug it in, and she's it she's going. Right. And right. <clears throat> I don't have a ton of experience with Bluetooth, but the times that I have used it it's not that easy to me. I mean, I know it's a wireless connection. What are you complaining about, Chris? But like I just said, you plug it in and it works with Bluetooth. There's the pairing procedure. There's, you know, there's a lot that can go wrong there. And certainly we want to be in the future and have wireless devices, but I just don't know about user friendliness sometimes. And you, especially when you've got all these third party things, you know, like,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, even my Apple Bluetooth, like uh keyboard, you, uh, you know, to pair them, you just have to type, and I don't have a display of what it's saying yet because they're not paired yet,
2: right? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. these
0: are both Apple products working together, and yeah, it wasn't exactly. terribly hard. But the first time I bought one of these keyboards, it was not working properly, so it said type this number, and I did, and it kept not working. And then I realized that that key was broken on the keyboard. Oh, yeah! So I could never type in the pairing thing. I was like, that's hilarious. So, um, and also I don't, I mean, again, I, I'm sure there's way totally different, uh, architecture in our phones, but, uh, I'm sure that, uh, cause Apple seems to have the battery thing figured out, but man, Bluetooth does suck some battery too.
1: Yeah. You know, I, um, on my, I've got Bluetooth on my five and I have, um, Bluetooth now in, in both of my cars. So the, uh, the family car actually is a pretty new, um, Equinox and it has Bluetooth like built into the, built right. into the thing. So it has hands free and all of that, like built into the car itself. My, um, my Aveo is older. I don't even know if they make an Aveo that has hands free Bluetooth in it because <laughs> it's just not that generation, that kind of a car, uh, or that luxury of a car, but it, um, I have a a bluetooth adapter that then plugs into the aux in um and that does hands-free as well. So I pretty much leave my bluetooth receiver on on my phone mm-hmm. all the time and it pairs and unpairs um generally without a hitch although mm-hmm. I will say um the the it's it's particular to the device but the bluetooth adapter that right. I have in the Aveo I actually have to like tap it for it to pair even though it turns on it doesn't like automatically go into pairing mode for some reason whereas the equinox i just once i turn the equinox on it's pairing with my phone and i can make a call or whatever um in terms of battery life i never i never turn it off um and i get about a day of battery out of my iphone 5 Um, it was a little worse when I was running beta six, but I would say now that I'm running the gold master, it's, it's probably back to about the same amount of battery life that I had before. Um, which is interesting because they talked a lot at wwdc about how they did a bunch of things like in the background to make sure that when it's talking to the network it's it's like we're going to we're going to time all of the network transactions so that when we're talking to the network we have a lot to say we can get a lot back and then we're going to shut the radios back off like you know try to keep right keep power low which is good and the reason that they had to keep power low is because they're doing stupid 3d transforms every time i turn the phone and my background is moving that's you know that's great so it's a wash i get great battery life um but i could get better better battery life like if i went into the settings and i probably turned off i could find some special developer setting that's like Please stop animating when, you know, the apps swoop in. That's great. Uh, yeah. You know, that's that's fun when I'm at my family's house and I'm showing them how cool my phone is. That's not fun when I just need to get to, you know, I just need to make a phone call again. comes down to, is it a good phone? And it is a good phone. I have a, I have a pretty great experience with it most days. But there are things like that that are like, okay, yep, right. you're just showing off now. Let's... Move on.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. Like, uh, that just gave me an idea. It was like the iPhone should probably, maybe the jailbreak people can do this, but there should just be like a slider in the menu system for God mode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to show all the animations to prove how cool I am because I have an iPhone. <laughs> and you switch That's that right. off when you're not around people and you want to do things.
1: And you want to do things quickly. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I like it. That would be... <laughs> That, w- that would be good. They should put that into Command Center, which is in no way a rip-off of Android's no. uh, <laughs> Command Center that has had forever.
0: <laughs> no. No, not at all. Yeah, no. the, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's device to device, device to device. But, uh, yeah, and so I've had limited experience. Like my Apple Bluetooth keyboard, I think I've had it for like four years and maybe changed the batteries once, you know? Yeah, like, Yeah. And right. then... My uh, PlayStation 3 has a Bluetooth, uh, we just recently got a Bluetooth remote so that you could use an actual remote instead of the controller. Mm-hmm. And at first I thought that was a silly idea, but it definitely is nice to have actual like volume and play and pause right. buttons. yeah. And that thing has probably chewed through like, I would say, two sets of batteries at least, and I've probably only owned it since last winter, so... Sure, it's really interesting to me, like how certain devices are like, oh, I'm I'm gonna use all the batteries, and other ones are like, eh, I'll just use it when I'm communicating.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've I've got varying experiences with Apple Bluetooth things too. Like I've got a Bluetooth keyboard with this iMac, and my experience with the keyboard is about the same. Like it could go through. I, I might put a new bet, set of batteries in it sometime in the next six months, and it, I'll probably go another 18 months before I need to do it again. I actually had a I have one keyboard here where the batteries were in it so long that one day it died, and I could not replace them because they had corroded. Well, like and then... It, it had worked right up until that.
0: <laughs> and then you reminded me, because you said various things, so you're probably going to talk about something else. I'm going to guess that it yep. could be the Mighty Mouse, which ate batteries like I eat salsa.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. The yes. Mighty
0: Mouse was just like, hey, your batteries are low. I'm like, oh, did you and the computer not communicate correctly? Because I changed them yesterday. And He's like, no, these are low, buddy.
1: No way, buddy. These are These are <laughs> totally low. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I just changed, I just changed the batteries actually yesterday in my mighty mouse, which is why this is top of mind. And if I check, oh, it still says I'm at a hundred percent. I'm very surprised. Tomorrow it'll be fifty. Oh yeah. Um, it just, and I, I could swear that I changed them maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, I And I'm not using like recharge dead old rechargeables. I'm using <laughs> like brand new Energizers that just came out and they're not rechargeable at all. There's no reason, I don't know, dumb.
0: Yeah, I had uh
1: environmentally sound. Put that on your environmental checklist, Apple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had uh my iMac is so old i can't put anything like recent on it so what it's stuck at like 10.6 or whatever and that uh i had um I had a Logitech like you have a work right you have a Logitech mm-hmm. mouse yep and so i bought one of those and i was like oh, i love this mouse it's so great and my iMac would randomly restart and at some point i figured out that there was something in this USB, like, wireless mouse that I got from Logitech that was, like, tripping it up and making it lock up. Mm. And I I think that I read some forums and stuff, and people were saying, yeah, Logitech needs to update their software. There is, like, a glitch there that uh, sends Apple into an anger thing. But I couldn't quite <laughs> pinpoint it, like, with the crash reporter and stuff, if my mouse sure. was causing it or not, because my iMac is uh, one which... Um, is not at all a manufacturer default. Apple says, but uh, the <laughs> video card will sometimes overheat, and there's probably a danger that it will eventually die, which sure. means it's on the main board, and you have to replace the main board if you want to replace it. So yeah, so it's always been on like its last feet and does some weird glitchy things with the screen, and I'm like, oh, is this the day? And then it survives another day but uh yeah yeah so i don't know if it was connected to that or not and at one point i hooked a mighty mouse to it and my problems went away and i thought maybe that mouse was the issue but i gave up because it sometimes locks up because of this uh, video card issue so i just like i'd rather Mm -hmm. use the Logitech mouse because i don't want to keep putting batteries in the mighty mouse (laughs) (laughs) i give up
1: yeah 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 the mighty mouse is the thing that, I mean, so at, yeah, at work I use a Logitech and I, and I have a Logitech keyboard as well. I have the, the fancy Logitech solar keyboard that I never need to put batteries in, which, uh, I'm hoping in some way gives me like battery karma and keeps my Mighty Mouse at home working well. Nice. Um, but (laughs) it turns out it doesn't work that way, but at least I never have to put batteries in that keyboard. Um, But I have the same thing with the Logitech, and I'm not sure if it's the mouse or the keyboard, but every once in a while, the computer just goes into, like, a tizzy where it is still responsive. I can still get things to happen, but, like, I'll type 20 or 30 keystrokes and the computer will have, like, I'm not doing anything with that, and then I'll move the mouse a hair and all the keystrokes will suddenly appear in whatever program I'm using. It's, like, something about the the Logitech control software or something yeah. like that is just like intercepting things and not sending them where they need to go. And that's really annoying because I like the fact that I can use both the, ha- the mouse and the keyboard with the little USB and it's a one receiver.
0: Oh, uh, okay. But I
1: would love it all the more if they were just both Bluetooth and had no silly Logitech control center software.
0: Right. I don't know... um, like I said, I gave up at some point because the iMac is, uh, <laughs> doomed for, uh, flash and burn. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've yeah. given up, but what I did find online, um, I found a suite called uh steer mouse, I think it's called. Okay. Um, and I don't know if they do anything with a keyboard, so I don't know if it would help you or not, but, uh. It's sort of like an aftermarket like hey do you have a fancy mouse here's some controls for it. I think it's supposed to give you mm. some more button options and things than the Logitech center and someone suggested that in a forum and I think I tried a trial version and you know it's a trial version so I had no problems sure. I had no problems <laughs> with the uh mouse like doing funny things with the computer so um so there's an option you might be able to try if you're ever adventurous. But uh, I'll I'll have
1: to check that out, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Our first pick of the week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then you'll find out like they stopped making it. It's uh, right. <laughs> it's only ten point four. Turned out to
1: be <laughs> malware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It was for- recording all of your mouse movements and sending them to the NSA. Oh no!
0: <laughs> he does a lot of left scrolling. Who does that? Let's go to his house.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he scrolled his way to Afghanistan. We have to get him.
0: <laughs> Sir, we oh, just came boy. to your house because we noticed you don't use natural scrolling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Sir, it's been two versions of OS ten. It's time to just go with the default setting, okay?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I need to move the microphone or um, out of this, so then I can just be like a floating head in a queen video. Yeah, there you
1: go. Mama that would be Mama perfect.
2: Mama <laughs> <mia>. <laughs> Eventually, we'll have to do it as a
1: video podcast so that... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe I'll just take a... I should just take a quick screenshot and... Uh, ooh, let's see if this works. Quick screen grab. Boom. Okay, then I can, I can try to post that. I can make, make a <laughs> Along with the thing yeah it's a floating head <laughs> i should do
2: that too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be great just have to screen cap each other like throughout the like podcast <laughs> and then animate them
2: like what the heck is that
0: <laughs> that would be good it's like one of those uh i don't really have like an intro to this video so i'm just gonna do like a quick couple of screen caps of the person we're interviewing them in action talking and the listening audience was totally into that joke they were like what's he doing
1: (laughs) perfect so yeah i was gonna say looping looping way back to the uh tent discussion that i was waiting for them to have some kind of a version that i could install on my own server because of course I am a nerd that way and I, I have a virtual private server somewhere. I think I'm still using a small orange for that. Um, (laughs) and I, uh, I was waiting to have a version like an, an open source version that I could just run on my own domain. And that was when I was going to move forward. And then it just kind of dropped out of my, visibility so maybe my research project uh this weekend will be to see if there is a good version that's you know that's runnable on a server that i could that i could throw somewhere and start using it (laughs) no there's not you already know
0: this give it a couple weeks uh the all the guys that uh all the developers i know who had their own entities as they're called on their own servers They're all using Cupcake right now because they've had some problems. Actually, two people were able to... uh, I saw them do some tests, like, uh, posts, like, saying, hey, this is test number. So their servers are working, but I think they're getting too many errors to actually use them. Reliably, sure. Yeah, so... I, I don't know. It's It seems to be like only a problem with people who have their own servers. They all seem to have jumped back on Cupcake. And I don't think it's any sort of nefarious thing on the part of the developers. I just think that there's uh, some issues to work out.
1: Yeah, I think that, I mean, they're trying to do something new and different with the protocol. So they're probably trying to work out a lot of the, any glitches that they're seeing prior to... <laughs> back to the back to the comparison with email there's a lot of things that we live with right now in email various types of email servers that are very very broken and True. uh we just live with it because there there's so many people using it that it's almost impossible to change without changing it very slowly um so the tent guys are probably looking at it like uh, we have the opportunity to break the protocol now while everybody who's using it is basically a developer and understands why we're breaking it. And let's try to make it work as well as we can before we have a huge, you know, before people get into it.
0: Yeah. And that was like uh version two. Like I almost jumped in and just thought, Oh, I'll try it. I'm going to have my own. Yay me. And then, um, <laughs> Then, uh, and it was working for people, and then one of uh, my friends who actually got me onto Tent from Twitter, he started doing, uh, he bought a Raspberry Pi, and so he was installing it on there, and he had some issues, and eventually I think he worked it out, but I mean, Mm. it was like days of following his Tent feed going... Yeah, I get frustrated pretty easily with HTML. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm cut out to start a server if he's uh, doing that. So, yeah. But um, I think in the long run, it turned out that uh, there may have been like some issues with his Raspberry Pi too. I mean, great little piece of hardware, oh, yeah. but it might not be as powerful as it need be.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have yet to uh, to pick up a Raspberry Pi. Um, but I we got one at work actually because uh, our sysadmin is trying to come up with a device to monitor the level of the coffee pot, and he's using the, a Raspberry Pi as his control unit for that. So, nice. which is going to be an excellent project. Because uh, his then then his follow up to that is okay. Now we know whether there's coffee in it. We also know how old the coffee is. But we could start gathering metrics like how many pots of coffee do we go through a day? How often does it get dumped out? And things things like that, which have no purpose, but he's assisted men. So you got to right. monitor something. I should uh, put that in for some info somewhere.
0: <laughs> I should go befriend uh, a bartender. There's a bar here in Edmonton that just opened a couple months ago called uh, beer revolution. And what I find interesting is uh, it is, it should be in fact, nerd heaven. Um, and I, I don't <laughs> think it is cause it's like a new place. So everyone wants to go there. But they actually have probably, oh, I would say one, two, I'd say at least probably a dozen, if not more, um, flat screen TVs with statistics on them, not sports. So they have every beer that they currently have on tap, how much is left, how long it's been on tap, like how popular Hmm. it is. It's... It's like I'm just like this is like a cool place like too bad it's yeah. all Canadian beer. Gross. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, they had some good they beer. They need to get I'm, some Founders up in this.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm just
0: used to my Midwest uh connection so I don't recognize any yeah, of the beers yeah. here. So
1: <clears throat> Well, I mean it's tough to go from uh from Grand Rapids to almost anywhere if you, you if you get used to our craft beer culture that we have here it's um which is that's like the weirdest place for the amazing craft beer culture that we have here um it seems like it's really bizarre to have in conservative old west michigan but Holy, um yeah. we have some just awesome stuff here that you just you just don't find it elsewhere i'm sure there's uh, that's not to uh, insult the I'm sure hundreds of microbreweries around the country, uh, as well as in Canada, that uh, make, I'm sure, also amazing beers. But Grand Rapids, baby.
0: Yeah. No, I, yeah, it's been a hard transition, especially because I don't know where to go because I'm new. So that's part of it, too. That's part of it as well. Like they, here we still have, uh, uh, what are they, like, province run liquor stores as well you can't just go to like the local safeway and buy beer you have to go to a place that sells liquor so then <clears throat> since they're all province uh run it's like you don't you know you're not gonna they're not they don't all have the same selection but then at the same time like they do have a similar selection so you're not gonna find like some really awesome microbrew stuff
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure
0: so that's been my challenge as well I think I could be wrong, actually. I think I think what happened is the law changed very recently. Unless that's not in this province, and it's another one. But uh, so there are still like these remnants of state-run uh, liquor stores. But then you can have a privately owned one. You just can't sell like anything else or something like that. You know, you can't sure. sell groceries or baby food. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, we just. Might be stuck in the remnants of that, but I don't know. I might have it mixed up with another province as people tell me these stories. (laughs) As I look for beer. It's the hunt for Red October.
1: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) There are things in here that are sensitive to bullets. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like me, I'm sensitive to bullets. (laughs) (laughs) I've never actually seen that movie, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Because <laughs> when you do Sean Connery, you know, it's like done, right? Like,
1: well, thank you, I appreciate that. Now I'm going to have to go back and listen to it and see if it was even remotely
0: accurate. On, <laughs> yeah, it was close enough.
1: I'm sure it was. I'm sure you was. just have to you just have to slurr the s a little bit, and people know that you're at least trying a Sean Connery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Yep. The many voices of Paul.
1: Yes, I'll do more sometime later.
0: Yeah, well, the I'm, one
1: the one that's coming back in in vogue at the moment at work is uh is strangely homestar runner. Uh, oh, I've yes. have found myself doing a lot more homestar runner recently, which is weird, <laughs> but fun. If people get a kick out of it, I like I like it.
0: I always forget that I can actually do voices, and then I'm like, oh. That's slightly entertaining. I can do voices. And then I hang out with Paul and I'm like, oh, right. I can't do voices. (laughs) (laughs) I can just do like, I can do accents is my problem. I don't do voices. I do accents. You could do accents. And then I, I slip between accents and I don't even know how it happens. You know, one time I'm doing Spanish and then I'm Russian. It's weird.
1: Yeah. See, that's my, that's my problem. I always try to do, like, I always try to do an Alec Guinness and it ends up sounding more like Paul McCartney. (laughs) <laughs> um and uh and and then I just get stuck doing that. <laughs>
0: I, I so. just get stuck like uh with catchphrases, like I, I, I have to have like a catchphrase to turn the voice on so I can't immediately Oh
1: yeah, sure.
0: Not with like accents but with like voices, like I have to say something in that voice and then I can try to keep going in sentences, but I can't just like wow you with like a silly joke. I have to like say,
2: Mmm, points I will
0: give you as the <laughs> Yoda pinball machine used to say, Points I will give you so <laughs>
1: Points I will give you. <laughs> well,
0: I haven't done that one in forever. that's good no the only one I can do with like reliability and again I have to start with a catchphrase is like I used to be able to do like shaggy I'd be like
2: like wow Scoob
0: (laughs) I was even like a little bit pushed but but I have to say that before I can be like saying other things like let's get (laughs) some pizza you know like (laughs) it's all breathy now
1: yeah that's funny I have the same thing. I, I have, uh, uh, there are, there are certain voices that I can do, but I have to, I usually have to at least mentally say the initial catchphrase or some move, you know, some movie line or something like that. Like, in my head, I have to say it, and then I can start with something that's maybe not a direct quote. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it sounds reasonable, um, and sometimes that can work. Uh, sometimes you you end up just kind of stumbling on something. Like you say something in a in a you know in a Sean Connery voice or or whatever Christopher Walken voice or or something like that, and it ends up being really really funny. And that is like one out of a thousand times that you <laughs> like land on that you know, that perfect, Oh, the joke is funny in a totally different context. And then I said it in a Christopher Walken voice and it's hilarious.
0: Right. Um, sure. Like, uh, what Paul's really trying to say is if you're answering a phone in a, uh, in a audio studio, let's say, <laughs> and you decide to quote, uh, guns and roses song, <laughs> It might perhaps be funnier to say welcome to the jungle in Zoidberg's voice, I think, is what he's saying. (laughs) Did I do that to you
1: once or were you in the audio studio?
0: Honestly, I don't know if you did it to me. I think... I I did it to somebody. You did it to someone and I think Sean recounted the story to me because you were probably (laughs) recording uh, voices for him. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was recording voices for the um the uh the Star Wars, the epic <laughs> Star yes. Wars radio drama. Right. Um which very nearly cost me my voice because I recorded so much for it. And uh
0: He's a slave driver that guy.
1: Uh he is, he totally is. I stuck him with all of the editing though, so he got he got what he deserved. Uh <laughs> which was like Hours and hours of my me
0: doing a bunch of voices, and he had to cut it all together. And this is why he never calls you anymore. It's like, I've heard <laughs> enough right. of your voice. That's right. I won't listen to your podcast. Do you
1: haunt me in my dreams, doing a poor Zordberg.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. I yeah, know. I can't... Uh, <laughs> welcome to the jungle, we've got fun and games. I'm trying to remember... I did that too. I did that a couple times um in different contexts. One time I did it in the Homestar Runner voice <laughs> just answering my cell phone. I was like in the production truck and we were getting ready to shoot something and somebody called me on my cell phone and I was like welcome to the jungle we've got fun and games.
2: <laughs> and uh,
1: <laughs> and it got a huge laugh from uh the the guy that was sitting next to me who was uh, also a Homestar Runner fan and uh and the person the person that answered it had the same reaction as the person in the audio studio, which is like uh,
0: <laughs> which makes it more funny
1: is ball there um the the guy at the audio studio like that 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 was an even worse reaction. It was like, uh yeah, is uh Joe there like just looking for Joe mcarger, yeah uh, is Joe there?" Uh No, he's not, sir. And I apologize for wasting your time. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, oh, that's, you just reminded me, um, I, over the long weekend, which the Canadians like to call these things, but which was really just Labor Day, um, <laughs> over Labor Day, we went to Calgary to visit, uh, some of my wife's family and one of her uncles plays guitar, so he was just jamming by the fire, singing songs, and he sang a Pink Floyd song. And you just reminded me, like, someone had convinced me um, to do a dramatic reading of that Pink Floyd song. Uh, I didn't do, like, Shatner's voice. I just did my own thing, but it was a <laughs> Shatner was our idea. Sure. Sure. I should probably like dig through my discs and see if I could find that embarrass myself. Not publicly, <laughs> just, uh, just wondering what it sounds like and how ridiculous it is. I
1: embarrass myself privately. Right. As I often do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You,
0: if you, if you, what what happens is if you shame yourself, then when it comes time for public shaming, like you're ready for it. You don't look That's all the true. That's
1: true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> public shaming that's the name of my new band that's also the name of this
1: episode I think we're gonna have to come up with one at some point post hiatus public shaming
0: public shaming right yep That's right. We're just going to air all our dirty laundry, and then the NSA has nothing on us. Nothing on us! (laughs) That's right. That's right. Everybody knows it already. Ha! Ha!
1: (laughs) You're not actually spying if we broadcast it.
0: That's right. (laughs) That's an interesting idea. I just thought, you know, if we... um, Like you said, a hiatus is probably the wrong way to go to build an audience for the podcast. (laughs) Uh, which is very smart. wish we have thought of that before the hiatus. Yeah. Um, but if we want a built-in <laughs> audience, we just have to sprinkle the podcast with words like weapons-grade plutonium <laughs> <laughs> and Barack Obama. And then we'll have a built-in yep. audience. Like, yep, Barack we'll like, Obama. Wow, right. look, we have like 400 downloads. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now let's bring on our guest, Habib. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Whoa! That that's even worse. Wow. Let's go back to ta- talking about our Dutch moms. I was just going to say we could ask how less... the mom is.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. very. Okay.
1: We didn't even get into Syria. I think we're going to have to talk about <laughs> next week on Montreal sauce. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Syria and uh, the iPhone five S. Yes, because <laughs> the S stands for Syria, apparently. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: I, I get all my Apple news from Drunk Hulk Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he exclaimed, that, "That explains it." He yes, he exclaimed that the Mi Phone, the Mi Phone five, comes in gold <laughs> because phone. now you can be a hundred percent more pretentious or something like that because it's in gold. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny and then he said, yeah. Oh, Mi Phone uh five also come in silver. So you can be in second place, but who wanna do that?
2: <laughs> I was
0: like, that's a good point as well.
1: That is a good point. Uh that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> So we're at like uh, uh, 90 minutes now, I think. We have to I'm,
0: talk I'm, a little longer to split this in two episodes, like our last episode idea. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we have to go back to what were we talking about in the middle? And I think it was Doctor Who, or Dr. Bill, as we like to call it.
1: <laughs> or Dr. Bill, as we <laughs> like to call it. That's right.
0: Because <laughs> we're going to learn his name this year. It's
1: Dr. That's, Bill. It's Dr. Bill.
0: i'm i'm totally reading urban fantasy right now uh just to make the show go on more you just wanted us to end but it can't happen that's fine (laughs) (laughs) i did not know until recently that urban fantasy just means sort of like magic and things happening in like today's world i I didn't Mm. know exactly what urban fantasy meant at all but now i do thanks to some friend of mine and uh so, I started reading the Atrocity Archive, which is the Laundry Files book, and you might find it interesting. It's a British. Um, he's a British IT guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and also, his other. I mean, he works for like a place where they do magic, like a secret MI5 kind of a. I've, I read this a while ago. I'm totally butchering it, but <laughs> where basically they know about magic and. Um and it's all mathematical really. I mean, it's magic, but it's all through mathematical formulas and if people find out the formula, they have to like erase their brains or hire them.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So this guy was hired and so, you know, when you're in a super secret agency, like they never really say it about James Bond, but he's not always like killing people or saving the world. He's got, you know, what what are you going to pay them to do all day if they're not doing that? So he's the IT guy in the office as well. <laughs> and so there's it's sprinkled with all these sort of like office culture, like jokes and you know, like all this office politics and it was good, but it was over my head because I'm not an IT guy. Because yeah. I think we should digitalize things. So um <laughs> so I jumped from the atrocity archive to the Dresden Files, which was a TV show on sci fi a number of yeah. years ago. And, um, I jumped into those books and, uh, Dr. Bill made me think of it because I'm on, (laughs) I'm on book six now and Harry Dresden has a friend who, uh, Michael, who just happens to have one of the three swords, um, that have been blessed by God or something like that. So (laughs) sometimes he needs Michael's help to go kill some demons and, uh. Michael has a number of children, and uh, so Harry shows up at his house looking for Michael in this book six that I'm reading, and uh, he's got four or five children, and he says to the four-year-old who's like getting out of the minivan, he's, oh, I neglected to mention another part that's very important to the story, Uh, (laughs) because they're (laughs) such good friends, and book four or five, Michael had yet another baby, and so he decided to name this new baby boy Harry after Harry Dresden. Ah, okay. And so then um, this little girl gets out of the van, and he's already asked them if Michael's around, but he's not. And then the little girl says, hi, who are you? He says, well, I'm Harry. And she says, we already got one of those. I'm going to call you Bill. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, oh, Dr. Bill is in this book. Dr. Bill is in this
1: book. That's right. (laughs) He goes on to become Dr. Bill. Dr.
2: Bill.
0: (laughs) 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 We're totally like two or three episodes away from... Uh, David Tennant, because now the wife wants to watch the old Doctor Who. It's not the old ones; we're not uh, as dedicated as you and your wife with the Tom <laughs> Baker and the crazy. Yeah, we're into like mostly bad special effects, not totally awful effects.
1: Right, right. <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. There's. Uh, we watched. Well, we started with the Christopher Eccleston ones. I I can pretty confidently say that if we had started with like the old old ones, we probably wouldn't have ended up trying the new ones Same. so it's it's good that we didn't um, the Tom Baker ones can be can be fun to watch but the thing that the thing that's weird about them is the format was totally different so at that time they did these like 20 I can't remember if it was 20 or 25 minute episodes but they did them as, like, a six-part. So you would get a story arc in, like, six 25-minute episodes. And the beginning of, like, once you had watched the first part, all of the subsequent parts, like, the first three minutes were the last three minutes of the previous part. Oh, okay. So you end up, like, re-watching a lot of it, and um, the format is really weird, and uh, the effects are not good. And yet some of it, especially in the Tom Baker era, is really entertaining Doctor Who. <laughs> it's <laughs> If you're into Doctor Who. But you got to be like, you got to be way into it already to just live with the rest of them problems <laughs> <laughs> of watching an old it's like it's like watching the original series Star Trek now. And there there are some episodes of the the original series right. Star Trek that are paced well and that you can watch. But if you wanted to watch like all of them, you're gonna hit a lot of bad episodes <laughs> that are that are not that great and that have that have poor acting in them but are still fun if you're really a fan, you know?
0: Right. Yeah it makes sense. Yeah, I so. mean, at this point you probably don't want to watch the original Star Trek. I didn't think about that. I was tempted one day, but you're probably better off watching the Star Trek animated series cuz that's going to be so much better.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. I I briefly I have not seen any of the Well, I will take it back. At some point when I was a child, I saw like two episodes of the animated series because they were playing on they were actually playing on Nickelodeon at one time.
0: Yeah, same um, here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and I don't I really don't remember them except that I watched them and I was like, "Huh, I know the names of those characters," and that looks like kind of science fictiony. <laughs> and then I couldn't watch the like I just didn't watch the rest of it because I was like, "This is just supremely boring," <laughs> and I was not yet a total like I I probably was watching Next Generation at the time because I was you know eight so.
0: Yeah, I think, I I do remember watching them, and I I swear, (laughs) it's funny, my only memory, I thought of it, and now I think it's funny, but uh, my only memory of the animated series, I think they somehow went through, you know, it's space, and I'll do a terrible thing, and assume they went through a black hole, or some sort of wormhole, and they ended up in like the negative verse, or whatever Spock called it. And now that, I'm, now that I'm older, I realize that this may have just been a way for like the animators or the production company to save money because they were in the negative <laughs> verse. So here you have the Enterprise floating around in white space with black stars, which would be much yep. easier to draw than filling a page with black, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think yep. they're stuck in the negative verse for this entire season. <laughs> that's
1: right. Possibly the rest of the show. <laughs>
0: Until we can get black they may never paper. Escape. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Good. Yes, pacing. That's interesting. I just did a blog post uh About that, but I won't get into that because it's in the blog post and we've been talking for 90 plus minutes.
1: (laughs) I tell you what, I will link to the blog post in the show notes, (laughs) which is going to take me at least an hour 45 to create.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I decided that it took you a lot last time, so I would take notes while we were talking and uh, I haven't written anything.
1: (laughs) Oh, good. Good. Worst helper ever. (laughs)
0: I thought I, no should, worries. I thought I should listen to my side and just give you show notes from my side last time. And I, um, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. And then you said, it's up. And I was like, I didn't do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would probably, I don't know. It would probably be tough. What I could do is, um, what I could do now we're getting into the meta show. Uh, <laughs> um, I could probably put the. I write it all in Markdown. I'm not sure if you're a if you're a Markdown nerd at all, like I am. But uh, plain text Markdown, um, and I I could write the show notes in a file on Dropbox because we're using, if I remember right, a shared folder right. to share the audio. So I could start it on Dropbox and and do um, you know do the description and. And start off some of the show notes, and then once I have an edited version of the show, I could pass it to you and, and could fill in more if you find things that I missed or something like that. That might be a an okay way to tackle it. You nice. can, that way you can make sure there are things mentioned in the show notes that uh, I don't know the references for or something like that, too.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Canadian uh, liquor laws.
1: Right. Yeah. Canadian liquor laws. Uh, <laughs> which Canadian beers to avoid. <clears throat> dot dot dot. Is it made in Canada?
0: <laughs> so we're we're supposed to, uh, yeah, be ending this or signing off. But now, you, yeah, you, you yeah. just you just reminded me of a tweet that someone <laughs> retweeted today. No, I just have to say the tweet and then we're done. But. It. Go for it. It's <laughs> hilarious. And I've just built it up, so now it's not funny anymore, but it's okay. Paul's already laughing. Uh true. And someone tweeted, uh oh, maybe I should give this person like their Credit. Credit, yeah, they're sort of at Egyptian. At Fogip-tian. Interesting. Hmm. But uh my friend uh retweeted him and he tweeted uh <clears throat> Did you know that Native Americans used? every part of the iphone even maps <laughs> 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 i thought that was pretty funny considering most the people good. i know don't use maps they use google maps that's that is true <laughs> so i built that up sorry that's all right that's all right but you reminded me of it uh somehow when you were discussing show notes <laughs> i was like think. well i know i have to connect the dots don't i you, when you were discussing show notes and you were like Dropbox, I'm like, isn't there some shared document thing we could use? Oh, no, I'm on an Android and he's on Apple and those two can't communicate. <laughs> I was like, does, does he have Google Drive? Probably not. Uh, and then I was like, oh, yeah, he's on iPhone. Oh, yeah, he has to use Maps. Oh, yeah, that's a funny tweet. <laughs> that's the inside of my head. I just let everyone in. I do, uh, I do in the fact, NSA. use Maps, but I have
1: Google Maps as well. And, uh, usually Apple maps is fine. Most of the time, Apple maps is fine, but there are times when I'll look at the list, like I'll go from directions to list mode and I'll be like, uh, that looks like shenanigans. I'm going to go to <laughs> Google maps and I'll open it up in Google maps and they'll, they'll be like, the list will be like four turns shorter and I'll be like, nah, okay, <laughs> we're going to go there instead.
0: Yeah. So. Um- Same with my, I bought a GPS to drive here when I moved here because I didn't want to pay data and whatever (laughs) for my phone. Sure, yeah. And so then I lived and died off of my GPS when I first moved here. And my GPS, like if I want to go like three miles from here, my GPS is like, yeah, turn right, now turn left, turn right, turn left. It takes you like diagonally, like the straightest line possible. Right. It's like insane. And (laughs) I just do Google and it's like, why don't you just go straight for a little bit and then turn right. I'm like, really? <laughs> and the GPS like setting, the um setting is like ridiculous. It's like, do you want the fastest route or do you want the easiest route? Or something like that. Like the two choices yeah, yeah. are very similar. It's like, do you want the right. fastest route or do you want the best route? And it's like, well, what what?
2: <laughs> Wouldn't they be <laughs>
0: I guess if time wasn't an option, then the best route might take me through some mountain scenery seven provinces away, (laughs) but (laughs) it's just some weird question they ask you. Those are your only options.
1: Yeah. It's going to take you past Sarah Palin's house. You'll be able to see Russia. Yeah. You could turn around and uh, go to your uncle's house (laughs) in Calgary. Right. (laughs) Which is completely the opposite direction
0: whipped out uh whipped out the wife's nexus when we were on a road trip with her parents to find like a hotel quickly and uh she turned on uh, the gps and like google phones i don't know they may have changed it for apple now but google maps and the google phones have navigation yeah it's like a navigate so you just wipe it and it talks to you and I've had my Google phone for a while now, and you know, you had the normal computerized voice that's like, turn right on 81st Street. <laughs> you know, it's like bizarre. And uh, yeah. now they it's almost conversational. Like they've worked it out. So it's yep. very yep. good. And uh, so it was telling us the directions to the hotel, and her parents were like, Boy, that couldn't sound any stranger or robotic, could it? And I was like, Yeah, it could, and it used to. (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing. What are you talking about? That's right. You guys didn't even
2: have phones. Come on.
0: (laughs) You just had like a gecko on your dashboard, like, I don't know where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) As the Flintstones reference, get that in the show notes. There you go. Perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. We definitely have to wrap it up now, I think. Word. Word.
0: We indeed. just started rolling, that's what happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't really we didn't really preface this with anything. And I'm gonna have to go and find a clip too to stick at the to stick at the show front. <laughs> like I did last time. That was I don't wanna know his name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There was one too that you said, and I said I wanted it on a shirt. I don't know. Oh yeah, I was gonna. We'll write check that. it down. Yeah, how how could we find this? I wonder.
1: <laughs> we'll just have to listen to almost two full hours of audio. And <laughs> it'll turn up.
0: <laughs> Before I send you my copy, I'll edit it so then you'll not have to work with two hours. <laughs> and then when you put the two together that will be even better <laughs> it'll be like boy the NSA and I'll be like and then they had a gecko on their dashboard <laughs>
1: how is Chris's track done already I don't oh
0: <laughs> it's just lots of
1: pauses with me like laughing intermittently and then going off about Apple
0: yeah and then we can call this episode lost it's like one of those lost episodes <laughs> like, wait are go. they on the island is this happening in the future or in the past? What's
2: going on?
1: Right, right, right. Perfect. Well, right. add some kind of a sound effect so that you know when you're supposed to be traveling through time. <laughs> <laughs> Instead I, of having a really weird cut transition.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I—that's one of the things I despise about uh, radio shows—is like all the silly, like that Family Guy episode. I haven't watched Family Guy in ages, but where they are like. Um, the whatever what is it the uh, the baby and the dog or whatever like in the morning show they get their own morning show but they okay they make fun of like all the radio shows so like they play all these like little soundtrack things yeah hits yeah yeah, so many of them like those are stupid I hate that and then every time I sit down to do the podcast with you I'm like oh I wish I had something I could call up that would just make Paul laugh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like wait that's, i'm an idiot
1: then you find out that that's what it's for it's really just to make each other laugh on the radio show it's not even like right yeah have a little soundboard
0: yes <laughs> I that's yeah i wish uh my audio uh thing would it acts as a sound card but there's some sort of ground issue i think in my setup somewhere so Ah, uh, okay. I have yet to get rid of a hum, so I don't want to do that, but I was like, "Oh, I could just pipe it into there and oh, we could have some fun."
2: <laughs> we could do like a random
0: we could ask the audience to give us a address to a soundboard from some show and break some copyright. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. We could use the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, you ever see my fingers. They're
2: huge. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll see you at the party, Rick.
2: Sir. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice.
0: We would probably be the only, the only like recorded audio show that would ever use like it's not a duma. I'm sure no one has ever used that. I'm before. sure
1: no one. Yeah, right. 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 Kindergarten cop. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it's not a duma at all.
0: <laughs> okay, I am uh, at sick days. <laughs> that's what happened last time you tried to end it, as I started laughing. Yes, I am at sick days on Twitter. And uh what am I? I'm sick days.cupcake.is. Isn't that pleasant? There you go. <laughs> uh, you go there, you can see everything I say. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, totally not Sweet. private. NSA loves it.
1: Yep. I am uh, at Paul D on uh, both Twitter and app.net. Oh, I and I do not that. have a tent and or cupcake presence at the moment, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I will probably work on that before the next one.
0: It does sound ridiculous. Beca-
1: that will be our, uh, that'll be our niche audience. We'll go after those cupcake users.
0: Yeah, I think I often wonder... That maybe they decided to name their service cupcakes so that they could get people to make their own services. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to be sick
2: day's cupcake? No. Yeah, I'm gonna you, my own uh, entity.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I'm gonna be Paul at Padizio.com. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So, all right. Well, good show. Yes. Entertaining. Sorry, I kept you up so late over there.
1: <laughs> no problem. Apologize a to the deal. wife. It's uh, well, she's she's pretty used to me staying up till roughly now. Maybe a little bit later than now, even anyway. So, because I frequently need to like decompress once everybody's <laughs> once everybody's in bed. So I just take
0: take some time and chill out by listening to the montreal sauce
2: podcast
0: i can't even talk anymore it's time to end the show i done here slipped into southern <laughs> southern southern canada <laughs> kiss my grits eh uh,
2: <laughs>
0: oh perfect
2: southern alberta that's where uh, nickelback is from end of show